Welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I'm thankful that you have joined our program for today. I'm thankful that you have chosen to be with me. I will remind you of our website, www.marshillcoc.org. Again, marshillcoc.org. And if you're looking for information about our congregation, uh, anything about us, anything about this program, all of that can be found there. Uh, you can also find our contact information there. And you can contact us by mail at 1135 Rucker Road, Christiana, Tennessee. It's where our building is located. Uh, you can also contact us by phone, 615-203-3637. And there's also a place on the website that you can send us an email through the website. And we would love to hear from you if you would like to contact us in any way. Uh, we would certainly love to hear your feedback or anything that you may have, questions, comments. If there's any way that we can assist you, uh, please let us know. Before we begin our lesson for today, we are continuing our study of the Church of the Bible, and we're looking at the designations that are given to the church in the scriptures, the way that it is referred to in the scriptures. Uh, we're going to continue that study today, but we, before we begin our lesson, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the many blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the time and opportunity that we are given to be able to study your word together, to open up the scriptures, to have an understanding from your authority, from your word of what the church really is and how we can be a part of that church. We desire to be what you would have us to be in all things, in all aspects of our lives as individual Christians and also as part of uh, the greater church that you have established through your son. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to have this understanding, help us to be accepting, to be open-minded, open-hearted to the things that you have given us in your word, to desire to be none other than what you want us to be. We pray, Father, that you would help us to, to have this understanding and to accept it, to be obedient to you, and to lead others to you. Help us to shine your light in this world as your people, as your children, as your church. We are thankful for your son, for the one that you gave to die on the cross for our sins. Thank you for his sacrifice, for all that he means to us. It is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we look at our text for today, we are going to be looking at uh, what the apostles called the church. 
Last week, we looked mostly at how Christ referred to his church. And it is important that we recognize how Christ refers to his church. He does refer to it as my church, as according to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, when he promised to establish, to build his church. He refers to it as my kingdom, Luke 22 and verse 30, John 18 and verse 36. He refers to it as the kingdom of heaven in the book of Matthew, and particularly in Matthew 16 and verse 19. It is referred to as the kingdom of God in John 3 and verse 5 and Luke 22 and verse 16. These are the ways that Jesus referred to it. I want you to notice the, the, the ownership, the belonging of the church to Christ. My church, my kingdom, it is belonging to no other. It does not belong to anyone on earth. It belongs to Christ. We can be a part of that kingdom. We can be a part of that church. But it is the church that belongs to Christ. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today. These are the ways, though, that Jesus refers to it. And, and going further, we know that Jesus gave authority to his apostles. He gave them the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he left it up to them to establish his church. In the way that they refer to it, they are given authority. As Jesus is given authority from God, so he, through that authority, appointed them to establish his church, to spread the gospel throughout the world, to preach it, to teach it, to baptize men and women into the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. According to Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, they are given that authority. They are given that, um, that commission to establish his church. And it's important that we recognize their authority because it was they that established the church by the authority of Christ on the day of Pentecost. They preached the kingdom. They preached the church. They preached what must be done in order to become members of that church. So we must recognize the authority that was given them to do so. Otherwise, they would be doing so on their own authority. And that is not how they acted. They acted on behalf of Jesus, who had departed from them, who had ascended into the, to the heavens to be with God, to prepare for us a place in God's heavenly kingdom. We are a part of the earthly kingdom today, looking to be a part of the heavenly kingdom that is being prepared for us by Christ. John 14. And looking at what the apostles did, and looking at what they preached, we see that they preached the kingdom, the church, 
They preached what must be done. Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Those are the words of Peter. Acts 2 and verse 38. Again, acting upon the authority of Christ, he told the Jews that this is what they needed to do in order to be saved from their sins, to have their sins forgiven. They obeyed and they became members of that church. Have to recognize the authority by which they acted in establishing this church. Even in establishing the church, it was not the church of the apostles, but it was still the church belonging to Christ. But we recognize through their authority how they referred to this church. We recognize the importance of the way that they referred to the church in the New Testament. I want us to begin in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. Let's go to the book of Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, we read this. Actually, let's back up just a little bit. Let's go to verse 17. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he, Christ, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. I believe we looked at the other verses earlier in our study. But as we look at Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, I want you to notice that the church is referred to as the body. Who is the head of the body? Well, that would be Christ. He is the head of the body, the church. Jesus is the head of the church. I want you to notice that this is singular. It's not referred to as the churches. It is referred to as the church. There is but one church. There are those that teach in in regard to denominationalism that we can believe different things, that we can practice different things, and we can still go to the same place. As a matter of fact, years ago, I remember um, someone mentioning in my presence I don't believe that that I was a part of this conversation necessarily. I don't know that they were talking to me. Uh, That I don't remember. But I do remember that they said, and I quote, this is exactly what they said. They said, isn't it nice that we can all believe and teach different things and still go to the same place? And I remember being struck by the comment, however it was made, 
and maybe they were talking to me and and I just didn't know how to respond to this exactly in the moment. It, it was the first time that I'd ever heard anything like it, but I, I do remember them saying specifically, isn't it nice that we can believe and teach different things and still go to the same place? And I remember it striking me as as puzzling because that's not how the Bible teaches the church to be. We can't believe and practice different things. We are to speak the same thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, I believe it is. And we, we must speak the same thing. We must be of the same mindset. We must uh, think on the, the, the things, the authority of the scriptures. And we must be the church of the scriptures. You can't believe something. Uh, for instance, let's use the, the subject of baptism. There are many that believe that baptism is not essential to salvation. And yet, what did Peter tell the Jews on the day of Pentecost? He said, repent and be baptized. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He taught that it was essential for every one of them that was present and even going forward. Everyone today must still be baptized for the remission of their sins. We can't have some that teach that baptism is not essential and some that teach that it is and be speaking and believing the same thing. They're not. Those teachings are contradictory to one another. And in regard to denominationalism, there aren't many churches that speak and practice different things that still make up one church. Just common sense, I I think, tells us that that can't be the case. And so when Paul in the book of Colossians refers to it as the church, the body, that's one. Further, let's look at the book of Ephesians. Uh, Also a letter that is written by Paul. And in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22, he says, And he put all things under his feet. God gave him, gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church. Again, in chapter 3, and verse 10 of Ephesians, to the intent that now the, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. And even if we want to go further, let's go to chapter 5. and Let's look at verses 23 and 20, 23. Let's read through verse 32, 23 through verse 32. This is in reference to marriage, but it is also in reference to the church. And and let's just go back to verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. This is the order in which God is given. Uh, We see that Christ is the head of man, and man is the head of 
his home. He is the head of the wife. That is the order that is given. We also find that in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, I was looking at that this morning. But uh, anyway, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. This is the, the order of the home. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Again, the church is referred to here. He is the head of the church and the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. We continue reading in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved, again, the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Paul refers to it as a glorious church, but again, singular, the church. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated him his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body and his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Over and over again, Paul uses the term the church, the glorious church, but the church. There is but one church, one body of Christ. Christ is the head. We are the body, the church, the church that belongs to Christ. That's important for us to recognize that it is the church. And there are some other places that refer to the church in various ways. Let's look at Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, we read this. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. It is the church of God, the church of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 2. And I'm turning here just as you are. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22, or verse 2, sorry. 
to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. And he goes on with his greeting, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ to the church of God. Paul writes again in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 13. Galatians 1 and verse 13. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. He is talking again of the church, the church that he persecuted, by the way, the church of God. And let me make a point here in regard to the church of God. You'll you'll see signs. I believe we have uh, around our vicinity somewhere the first church of God. There are other churches that are referred to as the church of God. Uh, There's one, the church of God of prophecy, and some that are simply the church of God. We are differentiated in them. The name is a good name. The name is a biblical name. But overall, the denomination that refers to themselves as the church of God, they do not teach the things of the Bible. And because they do not teach according to the scriptures, they cannot be the church the true church of God, as it is mentioned in Scripture. So I have to be very careful of names. It would be perfectly acceptable for us to place on our sign, Mars Hill Church of God, or the Church of God at Mars Hill. But we do not use that name because people would identify us with the denomination that uses that good name, but they use it in a harmful way, spiritually speaking. And so we we do not use that name for that reason. We could, but in today's society, it, it would be misinterpreted. Notice also here, this is the name that we typically use to refer to the church of the Bible, the name Church of Christ. We do have on our sign, Mars Hill Church of Christ. And that is also a biblical name. In Romans 16 and verse 16, uh, here Paul gives the greeting, greet one another, the encouragement rather, greet one another with a holy kiss, The churches of Christ greet you. And that's not uh, changing anything as far as the way the church is referred to. Notice that that, uh, before we were, were talking about the church, the church of the Lord, the church of God, it is singular. And that doesn't change here with the churches of 
Christ. It is still the church of Christ. But within the church of Christ as being the one body, the one body that teaches the same thing, that practices and believes the same thing that the scriptures teach. There were many congregations of that church. And so you have the churches of Christ mentioned here. There are many congregations that teach the same thing, that practice the same thing, that are part of the one body, the church. But as congregations, they are referred to as churches of Christ. The singular form would be the church of Christ. It is the church that belongs to Christ. Quickly, I want to go through the the remainder of this list, and, and I don't have a lot of time here. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. And we'll go back up to verse 14. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. The church here is referred to as the house of God, the church of the living God. We are not referring to, uh, whenever we think of the house of God, we are not referring to the building, the church building, but the assembly of the church. Whenever we assemble, we are the church. We are the house of God. We make up the house of God, the household of God. Ephesians chapter 2 In verse 19, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good, especially to those who are of the household of faith. That is the same as the household of God. We also have the church referred to as the kingdom of God. In Acts chapter 28, verses 23, and also 31, Acts 28, verses 23, And 31, so when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. And verse 31, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. We have the kingdom of God's dear son in Colossians 1 and verse 13. And in Hebrews 12 and verse 28, it is a kingdom 
which cannot be shaken. As we look at these scriptures, I, I hope that you understand that we are referring to one church. And this is the way the apostles referred to one church. We can be many congregations of one church, but it is the church that belongs to Jesus Christ. Is your church mentioned in the scriptures? Is your church mentioned by Christ? Is your church mentioned by the apostles? Are we referring to the same church when you refer to the church that you are a member of and the church of the Bible? If these things don't add up, then uh, again, as we are looking at this as a test, I hope that you would be willing to be a part of the church of the Bible, the church of scriptures, the church that is referred to in the scriptures. If you're not following the authority of the New Testament, if your church is not referred to in this way, if you have questions, please feel free to ask and we'd be glad to, to help you, to assist you in finding the church of the Bible. But I thank you today for being with us and for being a part of our program. And I invite you to be back next week, Lord willing, Tuesday at 11 a.m. as we study another portion of God's word. Thank you for being a part of this lesson today. I look forward to being with you again. And until we meet again, may God bless you.